0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good evening everyone. Shem Aleichem, Baruch We continue in Daf HaShavuah. We're learning Daf Kuf Ches Aleph. And we're up to the Gemara. The Mishnah gave three cases. The Mishnah says, if one woman, if one wife says, my husband died. And the other one said, no, my husband didn't die. And they're both married to the same guy. So the one that says her husband died could get married and get and collect her k'suba. The one who says he didn't die cannot get married and does not collect her k'suba. That halacha seems to be unanimously stated. The mission says a second case: one wife says my husband died, and one wife says no, he was killed. So they agree that the end the end game is he's dead. But one guy says one woman says he died, the other woman said, the other woman says, no, he didn't die, but rather he was killed. So Meir says it's a contradictory story. So therefore they cannot get married. Rabbi and Rabbi Shuman say, look, if they agree that he's dead, they could get married. If one witness says he died, and one witness says he didn't die, a woman says the husband died, Another woman says, he didn't die, she cannot get married. These are the three halakhos of the Mishnah. says the Gemara, Taima Amra loymais. The reason why is because she says, he didn't die. Why in the Rasha, So what's the reason why the one that says mace could get married? is because the other woman said, no, he didn't die. And the reason why the one who says he didn't die cannot get married is because she said he didn't die. How do you expect a woman who says her husband is alive to get remarried? Ha ishtika, but if she would have been silent... So now you have one wife saying the husband died and the other wife saying no, he didn't die. And the other wife, excuse me, being silent, one wife says he died. The other one doesn't say anything. The would be she could get married. She could get married and rely on the testimony of her tzara. Ha ein mi'ida We know that uh, one of the women who are not believed is a tzara. Tsara is not believed for her co-wife. <clears throat> A tsara cannot testify to her co-wife. So, the Mishnah implies the reason why the woman who says her husband is alive can't get married is because she says that he's alive. But if he wouldn't say, if she wouldn't say that, if she would be silent, she could get married. Based on what? Based on the testimony of her tsara? <clears throat> says, Gemara, lo'i meis itz trichalei. Lo'i meis itz tri-chale. I need it for the case where she says, he didn't die. You know why? In the case where she says she didn't die, that he didn't die, sa'k'day t'chamina ha'mayas. I would have thought he did die. The reason she says he didn't die, she just wants to mess up the tzara. I, she's messing herself up by saying that he didn't die. The tamays. Nafsha in him. she says I'll go down with the Philistines Kamra, that's what she's trying to do Ka'mash malan meaning what the Gemara is saying is that in a case where one woman says the husband died and the other woman is silent, of course the woman who's silent cannot get married, the khidush is if one woman says he died and the other woman says no, he, she, um, he didn't die I would think, even though if she's silent, of course she can't get married. Um, it needs to, ta- to teach that where she contradicts him, she also can't get married. Because you know what I would have thought, Rashi says? Since she's coming and she's starting up, obviously, you know why she's saying he didn't die? She knows he died. She knows he died. But uh, because she knows he died, so she knows that her tzara is going to go get married. So she figures, I might as well say he didn't die, and I'll stop her from getting married. Because if he really died, so she should have been silent. So therefore, um, I would have thought, it, let her get married. Maybe she's just trying to mess up her tzara. Kamashmala, no, we don't let her get married next case in the Seifa where one woman says that she died and one woman, say, one woman says he died and one woman says that he was killed Reb Meir says she can't uh, that neither of them could get married because they contradict each other and Reb Yehuda and Reb Shimon say since they agreed to the end story they could get married <coughs> that if a mayor holds that when one woman says he died and one woman says that he, he was murdered she can't get married because they contradict each other then certainly in the Resha, where one woman says he died, and one woman says she, that he didn't die, certainly there also, they shouldn't be able to get married, because they contradict each other, because there they don't even have the end story uh, coincided. <laughs> so the Gemara says, Valifla Gramer Beresha, why doesn't Ramir argue in the first case? It says, Gemara Amr Rabi Lazar, says, V'machlikish it's really, it is a Machlikis in the first case. Yehuda, he, the first uh, case is going like Reb Yud and Shimon meaning really the second Mahalakos would apply even in the beginning um, don't say the first halacha is unanimous it's Reb Yud and Shimon that says a tzara cannot contradict her and if she says that he died the tzara cannot contradict for a mayor who says a tzara could contradict even on the manner of death, certainly, if they argue whether he died or not, Rameir would disagree in the resha and say that that she can't marry. So, according to Rabbi Elazar, the resha would also be b'machlekes shnuyah. It says the Gemara: "Verab Yehuda, It's Rabbi Yehuda and Reb Shimon. Rabbi Yochanon says, A'filu feel Tema Rabbi Meir. Rabbi says the ratio could be like everyone. But, um, Baha, I feel Rabbi And the ratio, even Rabbi Meir would agree. Why? the, Any time by the testimony of women, someone says he didn't die, that's not considered a contradiction. Why? Because the rabbis, Rashi said, believe the first guy. It's not considered contradictory. It's only considered contradictory if she argues regarding the method of what happened to him, if they agree. so in other words, if one aide says he died and another aide comes and says, no, he didn't die, you can't, the, you can't say he didn't die. The Rabbanon believed the first witness, so therefore we don't believe anyone that he didn't die. However, a mayor is of the opinion, if one of them says he died, the other one says, no, he's murdered, so that's a so you can't accept anybody. Fine. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Aid, this is the third case. If one witness says he died, one witness says he didn't die, one woman says he died, and one woman says, he died, one woman says no, he didn't die, <clears throat> he's not to get married. She's not to get married. If one woman says he died, and one woman says, no, he didn't die, so then the halacha is that She can't get married. Now, why would that be? Bishlam according to Rabbi Lazar. Now, this implies, Rabbi Yisai, that the one woman says he died, one woman says he didn't die, is even two women who are married to the guy. So, And it's saying, you can't get married. Now, if you go to the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, So the one that said died could get married. According to Rabbi Eleazar, that would be a mach-lo-ikes, uh Rabbi Meir, and the Chachamim. And the Reisha is going like Rabbi Huden and Rabbi Shemin. And Rabbi Meir would say, You can't get married. And according to um, Rabbi Yochanan, the Reisha is going according to Rabbi Meir, that Everyone would say she could get married because we don't. We just don't believe the second witness. So the Gemara says like this: bishlama Rebbe Lazar, Bishlama Rebbe So we have this third case where we're saying if one a woman says he died, one woman says not. The halacha is that she's not to get married. Who is the Stam halacha in accordance with? So we're going like Rebbe Meir. So according to Rabbi Lazar, the Stam, this third case, is going like Rabbi Mayer. But according to Rabbi Yoichanan, it doesn't go like anybody. Because according to Rabbi Yoichanan, everybody would agree that in the first case, any, since she said he died, that we don't listen to the second witness. So who is the third case going like? It doesn't go like anybody. Ella, Lorab Kasha. Who is the author of the third halacha? Because according to Rabbi Yochanan, everyone would agree that if it's a matter of did he die or not, we listen to the first witness. So the Gemara says, Taka, it's a Kasha. It's a Kasha. It doesn't fit in according to Rabbi Yochanan. So Pashub Shad is Rabbi Yochanan is not correct. Rabbi Lazar must be correct. And then we have a stomach going like Rav Meir, so Rav Meir must be correct that when you, one witness says mess and one says loy mess, we would follow. Uh, it would be considered hakasha. According, it would seem the simple way, uh, the simple conclusion of the Gemara is we go like Rabbi Elazar and we go like Rav Meir, the way Rabbi Elazar understood Rav Meir. New Mishnah: A woman that she and her husband went overseas, Anuba, she came back. V'amran, she said, bali, my husband died." So We believe her, and she could get married, and she collects the ksuba. asura, her tsara cannot get married. Her tsara cannot get married we say regarding the tzara, maybe she's trying to mess up the tzara, and the tzara cannot get remarried. What if the tzara, meaning regarding the tzara, we say the husband's probably still alive. Haissa Bas if she was a Bas Yisrael and the husband was a Koyin, so not, we so don't believe the tzara, regarding her co-wife, that the guy died, that not only can the tzara not get married, the tzara can continue to eat truma even though she's a basti yisrael and she's married to kain. We're not even choy sheish that maybe the husband died. We so believe her regarding herself that the husband died. We so don't believe her regarding the tzara. We say Vada, the husband didn't die. Dibei <laughs> reb these are the words of Tarfin, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says you can't do that. You're going to allow her to eat Shuma. This will not extract her from sin. Until we could say she can't get married, we can't let the Tsar get married, and we have to, but on the other hand we have to assume, so we can't let the Tsar get married because maybe he's alive, but we can't let him her eat Shuma. we can't let her eat chuma. Meaning, we have to at least be chayshish that he's not alive. Amra bali If she says my husband died, and then my father-in-law died. Tina says she's allowed to get married. But Tito since so she could collect her k'suba, Moisa, and her mother-in-law Asura is Aser. So again, she said, "My husband died, and then my father-in-law died. She could get married and collect k'suba." And the mother-in-law cannot get married. Not only do we say regarding the mother-in-law that her, her husband is alive, but we, if she's a basisah and the father and her husband was a koin she could continue to etshuma ha'yisbasisah the koyin Shuma, but etshuma. Rabbi Tarfon, that's the opinion of Tarfin. Rabbi Akiva, Aymer, Rabbi Akiva says, "Ein zu derech ma'itzim avera." You can't. Extract her from sin this way. You can't let her get married, but you can't assume that her husband is alive, that she could eat Shruma, but she's not eat Shruma. So basically we have two cases. One by Yitzhara, where Rav says, we have to assume the co-wife is trying to mess her up, and we assume Vadai the husband, is alive. And she could continue Shuma. And Rabbi Tarfan sa- and Rabbi Kiva says no. And we have a case by a mother-in-law. So the question is, why do we need both of these cases? I need both of them. Because the hatred to a mother-in-law is different than the hatred of a co-wife. The, ho- the hatred of a co-wife is, you're taking my husband away from me for Tashmish. That's a much more intense pain. Mashenki and the hatred to the mother-in-law is just a general pain the mother-in-law doesn't uh tattles on her on the daughter-in-law if I just had the first case of a tzara. there we say she's definitely lying. because you experience physical pain from your co-wife by mother-in-law it's just a general pain I would think of Tarvin's maidah to Rabbi Akiva that at least there is a shash that maybe, maybe you would agree to Rabbi Akiva that you have to be concerned, well maybe he died and you can't eat Baha, If I only had the mother-in-law case, maybe Rabbi Akiva only said in that case you have to be suspect that maybe, maybe he taka Died. I in the case of the Tsara, maybe he agreed to Rav Tarfain, that Vada he's still alive, he's definitely lying. Tsrikha, so I need both of these cases. I'm Rev the Shmuel, Rev of Shmuel, Halachak Rev Tarfain. is like Rav that when one Tsara says the husband died, regarding the other Tsar, not only could she not get married, we so say that he's alive that she could continue to eat shuma. Tanina, we learned, Niten Li Ben Bimedinas Hayam, we learned in the Mishnah, a woman said, the woman and her husband left to overseas. At that point in time, she was b'cheskas, that if the husband would die, she would fall to Yibam. She has no kids. So she says, by the way, he gave me a kid, but meis first my kid died, b'ali, and then the husband died. Now, she's believed, and she falls to Yibam, because she left b'cheskas Zakuk li'ibam, so she falls to Yibam. Bali, if she says, you know, actually my husband died first and then my son, so she left b'cheskas zokok and now she wants to say she's exempt from Yibam because her son died after. Einon she's not believed. Meaning, we're she's not believed. We're worried that maybe the son died first and then the husband, and she's taka zokok for Yibim. However. In other words, if she says, we don't believe her, and she's Taka zakuk for Yibam. However, we have to be concerned that maybe, maybe, Taka, she's not Zakkuk for Yibam, and therefore, we can't allow the Yibam. Because it's possible that Taka, the husband died, and then the son died. says... <coughs> The So now we're medayik. Lidvarehu the day. This woman, we're for her words that maybe taka she's telling the truth that her husband died, that the son died later, and even though she fell she left zakkok maybe now she's not zakuk for yibam. But we and therefore she doesn't do yibam. Lidvarehu de For her words, we suspect. That maybe she's telling the truth. <speaking in> ha <Hebrew> but for the tsara, when a tsara says your husband died, not only do we not believe the tsara, we're not even for the words of the tsara. Ad <speaking in Hebrew> that we don't listen to the tsara. Ad kach, that if the tsara says the husband died, we say, Vadai, 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 he's not alive. And uh, if the hus- tsara said he died, we, don't, we so don't pay attention to her. We say he is alive, and if she's a Basi, so she could eat Shuma based on his account. And this is a diuk for the fact that we don't pay attention to the words, when the, when the Mishnah says we are choyshish for her words, it's her words we're for, but we're not even for the words of the Tzara. And that's a raya that we in like with Tarfine, that we assume that regarding the Tzara that the husband is alive, and she could continue to eat shumah. So this concludes that kufir Ches Aleph, and that Shem, tomorrow night we'll do Kufir Ches beginning with the Mishnah, going to the end of the parak. Okay, Rabbi Isai? Have a wonderful night, call (laughs) tough. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.